It is the Last Call Podcast with your host, Chris Michaels. So hide your wives, daughters, and livestock because you are about to embark on another riveting episode of Brilliance and Politics with your intrepid host. I'm a little bit tired today because I was uh, doing a little bit of traveling last week. I did a broadcast last night. I did post that on, uh, on Anchor. And I think none of you heard it. And that was fine with me because it's a little bit different being that it is terrestrial radio. So there's a lot of things to talk about today. Uh, But we're going to see if we can get through it in a reasonable amount of time because I don't want to be here forever. Um, We must talk about the... Oh, gosh. I This woman is such a moron. Senator Maxine... Waters. This person is not bringing the potato salad to the Mensa picnic. She is possibly the dumbest, one of the dumbest people in Congress. If you just listen to some of the things that she said throughout 2020 and then throughout actually all of Trump's presidency, I mean, she's just so stupid. Like, you feel bad for her. How how could anybody, any voter, vote for this person? She's got the mental capacity of maybe, maybe a ground mole. That's about it. There's not much else going on. She is an idiot, and I hope she gets in a lot of trouble for what she's done. She, Democrat from California, decides to go to Minnesota outside of her state to essentially incite riots. And where is the media coverage on all of this? She went out there, and she's in her her stupid purple leopard print mask with, of course, of course, eye shields on, clear eyeglasses to prevent COVID from going into her eyes. Of course, naturally. And she's, uh, and by the way, if you ever see a, a side profile of Maxine Waters, she has got the hugest earlobes on the planet. I've never seen anything like this before. <laughs> they're, they're enormous. Oh my God. <laughs> but anyway, she goes out there and shoots her mouth off, shoves her head up her ass, and then uh, puts both feet in her mouth. She goes, protesters. Got to stay on the street and get more active, more confrontational. They've got to know what that uh, that we mean business. And what she's really referring to is the trial for Derek Chauvin and the death of George Floyd. Now, what you're not really hearing out there is that George Floyd died because he was on fentanyl, and I he I think he was on some other upper right. And so as Derek Chauvin is on his, if you believe the media story, is on his neck. If you believe the court case, he's actually on his shoulder, like the, like the trap of the shoulder. So really, really close to the neck. And if you believe the coroner in that case, you, you find out that Mr. Floyd died due to essentially fentanyl screwing around with his system. And so the whole argument against the police is that George Floyd would have been fine on fentanyl and whatever upper he was on if the police just left him alone. So, I mean, if you're 
okay, fine. I, you know, if you want to leave me alone, if I want to do all sorts of drugs, uh, but, you know, if I somehow get something crazy happen to me because I'm on drugs and I did something stupid, I, you get the circular argument here. Anyway, uh, Miss Waters continues pontificating, I am not happy that we have talked about police reform for so long. We're looking for a guilty verdict in regards to former, and I, like I just said, and we're looking to see if all of the talk that took place and has been taking place after they saw what happened to George Floyd, if nothing does not happen, then we know that we've got to not only stay in the streets, but we've got to fight for justice. Now take that little phrase in that last sentence, if nothing does not happen. So in other words, if something happens, so she's using logical I wouldn't say reasoning, but she's using a logical argument here in the negative form. She's essentially using double negatives to create a positive. If nothing does not happen, which means if something happens. So even if they get justice, if nothing does not happen, meaning if they get justice, the people that Maxine Waters is supporting, then we know that we've got to not only stay in the streets, but we've got to fight for justice. So whether or not this person is found guilty, Mr. Chauvin, they're still going to be out in the streets. That's what Miss Waters wants. And she goes on. If we don't stay and fight in the streets, we cannot go away. We got to stay on the streets. And she's just out there saying these ridiculous, stupid comments like that. And how can you take this idiot seriously? And could you only imagine, could you imagine if a Trump supporter said that? Could you imagine if somebody out there on the Trump side went to another state, a senator, a pro-Trump senator went to another state and basically incited riots that said whether or not the verdict of this trial is uh, guilty or not guilty, we're going to stay in the streets. What what do you think would happen if such a thing were to occur? There would be outcry from all over the spectrum in the Twitterverse. There would be the mainstream media networks going absolutely apoplectic and so on and so forth. And this, nobody talks about this either, that the new Black Panther Party was in front of the Brooklyn Center Police Department the other day. They're decked out in all black. They've got red berets on. They've got masks on covering their face and wearing sunglasses so that they cannot be identified. And lo and behold, they're all holding the vaunted assault rifles. And one of them looks like they have an extended magazine. Something that the Democrats are so outraged that anybody in their right mind in the United States would even think about owning because why would you want a gun like that for self-defense? You don't need a gun like that. But here we are with the new Black Panther Party parading around in the streets, not being able to identify with just those kinds of weapons. What you're looking at here is an insurrectionist movement going on, backed by the globalists, backed by the Democrats. That's all this is. And until you realize that, nothing else is going to make sense to you. You're trying, you're, you're witnessing an insurrection. All of those idiots tried to 
create an insurrectionist narrative on January 6th when all those people, quote-unquote, assaulted the Capitol. They waltzed in and stayed between the ropes, right? That's not really assaulting a Capitol here, you know? Oh, by the way, speaking of that event, uh, what was, oh, who was that guy? That officer that died. I can't think of his name. I thought I had the story. Oh, that's what it is. Officer Brian Sicknick. Do you remember? Uh, before I get into this story, let's finish up stupid Maxine Waters. So anyway, Maxine Waters shoots off her mouth. People get pissed off. And now people on the Republican side are finally saying that Miss Waters better shut her fat mouth because she's going to be in a lot of trouble. And she could even be sued, and she's going to be her own witness. And they want her to go back on what she said. And of course, this idiot is not going to go back on what she said because she's so, too stupid to and, and haughty and overly pious to realize the damage that she's doing, to realize the utter hypocrisy that she is engaging in because she is part of the resistance. No, she's part of the insurrectionist movement, and she doesn't care what she says. She doesn't care who gets hurt or who could get hurt because she is supporting the people that are causing or behind the insurrectionist movement. So, and, you know, I hope she, I hope she gets censored. I hope she gets kicked out. I hope she gets impeached. I hope she just goes away. I can't, I mean, this woman is so stupid. I, oh my God. I wish I had some of the quotes from her uh, that she made throughout 2020 and uh, Trump's presidency. I mean, the dumbest, dumbest things I've ever heard in all of my life. Ugh, it just makes your hair hurt. So, another story that we were supposed to talk about, or we're going to talk about now, because we almost never have any sort of show prep here on Last Call with Chris Michaels, and that's part of the reason why you enjoy me so much, because I go on these long diatribes, and I go down these twisting, dark roads, and we end up at the end of the program. So, do you all remember the narrative that we were told day in, day out about the insurrection on the Capitol? The officer's name was Brian Sicknick. And all throughout January and all throughout Mar uh, February, we had this narrative that was continuing on and on and on that none other none other than officer sicknick died because of a trump insurrectionist okay like come on all right and it turns out and this whole thing went on trial this whole murder supposedly in quotes this whole murder is the cause for the three fences around the Capitol buildings and the barbed wire on top of them. It's also the cause for all of the Trump impeachment nonsense and barring Trump from any sort of social media platforms. And guess what happened? Guess what really caused Officer Sicknick's, a Trump supporter's, 
uh, guess what really caused his death? Well, in fact, he had two strokes. Two strokes. So in other words, he died of natural causes. But that's not the narrative that the media and the Democrats told you. That narrative was that he was hit on the side of the head with a fire extinguisher and he was murdered. And guess what? The media ran with it because each media organization cites the other one. So what you're really looking at here is a bunch of parrots. One parrot says something, so all of the parrots end up mimicking the original parrot without doing any sort of research. No research. Just like we had Liz Cheney, that slob, and she's the, about the size of a buffalo, by the way. Liz Cheney out there saying that Russia was paying bounties for American deaths in Afghanistan. Total lie. Absolute through and through lie. And do you know who created that lie? Never Trumpers and pro-Democrats within the CIA. And they told the media through their media plants to run with the story. Nobody did their homework on it. Nobody verified that story. They just told one another and they cited each other. It's the same thing that they did with the Russian story, the whole Russiagate fiasco and Russian collusion. They all told each other the same thing and they all used each other as evidence for their argument. In other words, nobody did any research and if the New York Times said A, the Washington Post ran with the story as truth and cited the New York Times as their source for truth. And nobody researched whether or not the New York Times was actually creating and doing any sort of actual journalism. So what you have is hearsay and you have other news organizations going along with the hearsay using that hearsay as cited truth. And you're dumb enough to believe it if you're a Democrat. If you listen to me, you're not dumb enough to believe it because you see through the smoke and mirrors. You see what's going on here. You see all the moving pieces. You see how they play with you. And like we've spoken about on and on about the COVID numbers, the COVID deaths, and all the vaccines. Like you get, we all know what's going on. It's all a mirage. It's all fake, and it's all nonsense. So why did the media run with this story about Officer Sicknick? Because they wanted to go against Trump. And this is yet another, another Democrat narrative that all of the Never Trumpers and Democrat electorate was out there saying, oh, we can't stand this. We, it's clear that Trump was trying to commit an insurrection and take over the government. And, and do you know what? Guess what? If that was really true, he would have been on trial in a lot worse ways than he, we have seen. So oddly enough, that is another line of nonsense being promoted by a whole bunch of media members that aren't doing any sort of real work. So in other words, what you're looking at is a very, very well-orchestrated, well-funded propagandist outfit. They're all propaganda outlets. That's all you're seeing. It's not reporting. It's not journalism. Okay? It is propaganda. And they pose as actual news organizations. 
this is not good. You, you can't go on like this. Somebody has to start holding these organizations accountable, and it's going to be extremely tough, especially since you have agencies like the FBI and the CIA infiltrating those news organizations. I mean, you can't uh, – how, how do you drain that swamp? I mean, you want to talk about draining the swamp and what Trump tried to do. That uh, – <laughs> that's even worse. That's even worse. So what do you – what can you do? You can only join a, 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 a network like Anchor and start your own podcast. <laughs> okay, anyway, moving right along, uh, the judge after Maxine Waters – Going back briefly, uh, the judge in uh, Maxine Waters's or not Maxine Waters's case, but in the case with uh, Chauvin, uh, we find out that the judge heard that fat-mouthed loser Maxine Waters and said, "You know what? You, the the defense, may actually have an extremely good case." for an appeal if you're found guilty. So she, in her idiotic ways, this is another example of how much of a moron this idiot is, she went out there trying to incite riots, and the judge in the case said, guess what? If you're found guilty, you're probably going to get off free because of that big-eared, loudmouth moron Maxine Waters. And by the way, she's essentially tainted the jury, so you're not going to get a fair trial anymore. So, <laughs> and so, I mean, this is the guy, and she's such an idiot. If she just shut her mouth and minded her own business and stayed within her own state, she would not have been in, the case would have been completely different. So mark my words, that case is going to go completely sideways. And it's going to be another excuse for these radical Democrats and these insurrectionists hired by the globalists like George Soros to go nuts and start rioting once more. It's absolute stupidity that no one can pick up on this except your brilliant host. And what are they going to do after that? You know, what are they going to do after all the riots start? They're going to say, oh, more racism, more racism, more nonsense. Yeah, you're right. All the Asian hate crimes we see right now that are in the news. How? Let me ask you a question about all of those. How come you do not know the race of the offenders in those cases? I'll tell you right now, the race of those offenders are in fact minorities. So it's minorities creating hate crimes against Asians. But you won't see the media go out and do that. You won't see the media do that kind of story for you. And I brought it up in another podcast about CNN and Project Veritas uh, going on fake Tinder dates with that idiot technical director from CNN. He actually admits it, that if it is a race crime and the perpetrator of the race crime is not white, they do not run the story. And in fact, they are wondering why the certain minority, which all of these stories so far the perpetrators of the Asian hate crimes happen to be African-Americans. He says, what are you doing, man? Why are you guys going against Asians? We're supposed to be together in this with Black Lives Matter and all this other crap. And I would really like to know the answer myself. 
Another answer that I'd like to know is why and where does Dr. Fauci, I, you, I, you know, you know that I hate Dr. Fauci. I cannot stand him. He is probably the most or one of the most damaging, I was going to say human being, but I don't know if he's human. Uh, and, and some people think I joke about that, but I'm not joking when I say that. One of the most damaging media darlings out there because he speaks out of both sides of his mouth. Everything he says is gray. He is meant to create confusion. This person that makes $417,000 a year is out there as a propaganda artist and an elitist mouthpiece. And so now Dr. Fauci, for some reason, he's not concerned about the border of the United States because when it comes to that and the potential for a COVID super spreader event erupting from the border due to unfettered immigration, he doesn't have time for that, according to him. His concern is really creating vaccines. So he doesn't have time to visit the border. But for some reason, now Dr. Fauci has some sort of drive to start analyzing gun control. Since when does Dr. Fauci care about gun control? It's because Dr. Fauci is a Democrat. His family is filled with Democrats. He is not this altruistic doctor that just has the best interests of everyone's health in mind. No, he's a Democrat plant, and he's the highest paid Democrat operative within the federal government. Dr. Fauci, now this is the phrase that you have to watch out for, because CNN, CNN is out there, and whatever you see on CNN, watch for the next agenda to uh, emerge. CNN is really a bellwether of what is about to happen. So on CNN's State of the Union, Dr. Fauci now says that people being killed by guns are now part of a public health emergency. What? What? Gun control is a public health emergency. Does that mean the National Institute of Health can now get involved in gun control and arms trafficking? Is that what you're telling me? Or are we seeing the next phase in propaganda? And that is any sort of thing that the ruling party, either the never Trumpers, the globalists, or the Democrats, any sort of thing that they want to push through suddenly becomes a public health emergency. Oh gosh, we need to wear masks. We need to get locked down. The only way to get herd immunity is if 75% of the population gets vaccinated. No, that's not how this works. Dr. Fauci said myself, as a public health person, I think you can't run away from that, the, uh, the issue of gun control. When you see people getting killed... In this last month, it's just been horrifying what's happened. How can you say that's not a public health issue? 
Why? I mean, it's clear that CNN wants to take guns away from people. It's clear, because they've said it, that Biden and Harris and Obama want to take guns away from people. And now Dr. Fauci, somebody that isn't concerned with super spreader events along the border of Mexico and the United States, but was concerned about super spreader events all throughout 2020 when it came to Trump rallies. He is now concerned about gun control and he is starting to be the mouthpiece for the Biden, I'm sorry, the Harris administration on gun control and it's a national health emergency. So that means a public health issue, I'm sorry. So that means that he, he could potentially be creating policy about gun control. Is that what I'm hearing? Is that what I'm really starting to see here? Because if that's the case, the techno the uh, oligarchic technocrats and in the in the biopharmaceutical industries which what we've seen over the past year and a half is exactly that they're going to start to create a policy with gun control no that's not how this works dr fauci and dr fauci better get his head on straight and pull his head out of his ass because he is stepping way beyond the bounds of what it is to be a uh how did he put it he's concerned with vaccines and creating cures then shut up stay in your lane and get back to the lab not the wuhan lab that you funded not the wuhan lab that you're part of because Dr. Fauci, as it turns out, is known as the godfather of the gain-of-function research. And this was from Josh Rogan, who appeared on Megyn Kelly's podcast. Josh Rogan came out, he's a columnist for the Washington Post, and he has spoken to a whole bunch of doctors and people within the government that know about Dr. Fauci, and they hate his guts because he funds all of NIH or NIAID. Basically, what that means is if you say anything wrong against this little twerp, Dr. Fauci, you lose all of your function. Uh, function. You lose all of your funding so that you can't do any more research. You get fired. You get blackballed because this little punk in the NIH uh, doesn't like you. So Josh Rogan said, I often talk to scientists who say the same thing, who say, listen, we really want to speak out about this, but we can't do it, meaning uh, the Wuhan laboratory outbreak, which is tied to Dr. Fauci, because Dr. Fauci is the one that shifted all of the research over to Wuhan after Obama closed down the research in the United States. It's Dr. Fauci who funded that research in Wuhan. So it makes you wonder... How much does Dr. Fauci really know, knowing and keeping in mind that Dr. Fauci is a Democrat and hated Trump and aligned with Bill Gates? So you get the idea of where I'm going. So Mr. Rogan continues, we can't. Why can't we do it? Well, we got all of our funding from NIH and NIAID, which is run by Dr. Fauci. So we can't say anything like, oh, gain-of-function research might be dangerous, or it might have come from a lab, meaning COVID, because we're going to lose our careers. We're going to lose our funding. We're not going to be able to work. In other words, Dr. Fauci 
is a mafia member. He runs the NIH like a criminal organization. He goes on. He's, uh, Mr. Rogan spoke to a Peter Daszak, who's also the same guy that the World Health Organization sent to China to investigate the claims of whether or not COVID was naturally occurring or, in fact, engineered. And he goes, the head of the funding, the head of the entire field is Dr. Fauci. He's the godfather of the gain-of-function research as we know it. And that right there, he said, is too hot for TV because you can't say anything about Dr. Fauci and his connections. You can't contradict anything that Dr. Fauci says. And people can't get through it through their heads, Mr. Rogan said, that this is the reality of it, that Dr. Fauci is tied to the Wuhan lab. Dr. Fauci knows a lot more than he's saying. And Dr. Fauci is essentially running the NIH like a mafia organization, shaking people down. Shut up or you don't get a job. Shut up or you don't get any money for your research. Shut up or we'll make sure that you never talk again. And the media is out there and the Democrats are out there with, oh, they're painting, he's such an innocent little doctor and he's out there to help everybody. No, he's not. He's a punk. He's a punk and he's a liar. And he purposefully creates confusion to further a, a, an agenda. Excuse the syntax. I mean, think about this. A, a Representative Jim Jordan was out uh, there uh, in front of uh, everybody on Capitol Hill with Dr. Fauci. Jim Jordan is out there and he's saying, when... Is enough enough with all of the mask wearing, with all of the restrictions, Dr. Fauci? What are the metrics that you're using to say that America is now safe and we no longer have to worry about COVID? Of course, Dr. Fauci refuses to answer. And Dr. Fauci gets frustrated. Oh, poor little Dr. Fauci. He gets frustrated when he's pressed for an answer. And the whole reason why Dr. Fauci doesn't give an answer is because there's a lot more than a stupid vaccination program going on here. There's a lot more than a dumb little virus that only affects, really, that only affects people that are at least 70 years old in a terminal way. And Dr. Fauci is part of that conspiracy. And we don't exactly know what that conspiracy is all about. I have my ideas. And I'll do a podcast on those ideas where I basically bring all of my thoughts together in one concise fashion rather than listening to countless other podcasts to get the whole picture. But you, you got to start realizing all this stuff about Dr. Fauci and the way this whole thing was done because he is a dangerous individual and he needs to shut up. The media stop, needs to stop promoting his nonsense and they need to get this guy under control, if not fired. Once again, he doesn't have to drop dead, but he's got to go away and he's got to get shut up. They, they stop people like Trump from tweeting. Meanwhile, Dr. Fauci creates discord and who knows how many deaths Dr. Fauci is indirectly related to because of his ridiculous totalitarian policies that he threw out there whenever he wants, you know. This guy needs to be put under control and this guy needs to shut up. 
And that's the last call. I had other I, – I was going to talk about other things, but I went down that road. So, And that's the last call with Chris Michaels for this April 19th.